Dad. Buckle up, because we got a debrief. First, Luca fought Team Punching Bag. Brian's Wobbuffet looked pretty goofy, but it was no joke. Luca managed to come out on top, though. Next, I fought Shane. He was slick and charming, just like his dang slagoo. But I hunkered down and had a low center of gravity with Mudslide, Pebble, and Fonza, and we weren't budging. Luca's next round was against the man, and he stuck it to him. Or or? Just barely. We both advanced to the final, and now we have to fight each other. I'll write soon with an injury report. Bye, Dad. Pearl. Yeah? You and Hi. Luca. Hi, guys. <laughs> are the final two contestants in the Criminy City Fighting Tournament. We knew it would happen. But now that it's happened, I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> with both of your narrow victories, you with Fanta coming in with a win against Shane and Tufus barely earning his victory against the man's hip moan top. The two of you are all that remains and you are in the green room. Are you speaking to each other? Of course. <laughs> I definitely want to. I, I immediately like, Salvatore! Oh ooh, my ooh, gosh! Ooh, ooh. You have a dinosaur! <laughs> and I just give it, I mean, that was an amazing fight. I think I just compliment him on the fight. Thank you. Thank you, Pearl. I mean, and I'm Celia still not is over. also just like, whoa, giving claps. Like, lots and lots of. <laughs> also, I'm like, kind of afraid of you now. <laughs> Like, you struck fear into our hearts. Well, I mean, I'm look, glad you're on my side. LaFanta's <laughs> no slouch either. I mean, that, that Sligu was tough, but, I mean, he, he took out that Kadabra before it had a chance to even get to him. Also, really. have I thanked you for getting Team Punching Bag out of my life? Because that, <laughs> also very thankful. Very thankful. Oh, my gosh. That Wub effect kind of had me worried, though. Yeah, I'm horrified. Speaking of worried, I'm very worried about what's about to happen for my team. Did I just say that out loud? Uh, Seely. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Of course we have this. <laughs> I just, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks. You too, really. I know we kind of talked about if it did come to this, but it does feel weird that we're here now. Same. Hey, <laughs> she grabs me by the collar. Yeah. You better not throw this match. What do you mean? Like, fight me. I, I will, yeah. <laughs> she does like a chest bump, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard not to think about. And he, he just actually takes a second to Checks look over at, his shoulder, look around yeah. the room again. Um, <laughs> I think that you all have, like, found the spot where you feel very confident that there's no, like, surveillance or no one else around, just like you found with Bailey earlier. It's hard not to think about what comes next. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been, like, it's, I feel like I've been living in two different people's shoes. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of which, can we see if the man's around? If the man is around? Yeah, has Luca tried to enlist the man at all? Like, I feel like we've honestly had talks with each trainer mm. in some way. Uh, I think at this point there's not been an opportunity to talk to the man. I think that he's uh, in another part of the green room at this point. Like, he needed to get his Pokemon healed and everything before he goes out to be a spectator for this final match. Okay, I suggest to Luca maybe he, sh he should try to check on where his status is at. 
Good guy, bad guy. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, you want him to go over there and just chat with him? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, how does Luca approach this? I think he just comes over to give him a handshake and say good battle. Yeah. You know, like, really enjoyed. Like, wow, your team's amazing. You too, brother. Um... How old are you? Says Salvatore. No, no, that just licks salt in the wounds, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, can he just get an insight and, and um, perceive motive? Sure, yeah. Go ahead and roll perceive motive. Um, that's a seven. Okay, a seven. So a mixed success. So you can ask one for perceived motive. Let's do the classic, what are you hiding? <laughs> Never hurts when you just have one. Mm. It can give you a lot of information to go off, folks. Uh, I think what is the man hiding? Mm -hmm. uh, his emotions at this <laughs> point. <laughs> Cruel answer, you know, but I respect it. He's he's keeping it together, but it was it was a gut wrenching loss for his very muscular team. But he's he's taking it in stride, and he is a good sport about it. Uh, but he's just you know concealing a bit of the heartbreak, brother. Okay, I think Luca's gonna still try and say, hey, I um. I don't really know. Uh, I, there's been a rumor going around that the big, big final match with Leroy, uh, something weird is going to happen. So I, I, I don't know. Something weird. What do you mean, brother? Uh, it sounds like maybe just a big spectacle, but just, I don't know. That's what rumor says. So I would hold tight to your pokies. Roll for Luca to take charge. Ooh, that's a nine flat. Ooh, great. Luca's got a one in personality. Success! Which takes it to a full success. So with that, I think that uh, with a full success on a 10 plus, they'll do what you say as long as you don't go against the reasons you gave them for doing what you said. So I think that the man, the man knows who's being for real and who's who's faking him, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's got a good read on people. <laughs> mm, ooh, yeah. Uh, and so he, he, you know, he's like... Phew. At first, there's a level of like, all right, who's who's his team? What's what's he doing here? But then, like, he sees it in Luca's eyes. He just sort of squints a little bit, straightens out that Fu Manchu, and just nods. All right then, brother, I'll keep an eye out. You be safe. Great. Ooh yeah. Honestly, that's the best we could ask for. <laughs> <laughs> You've certainly uh, done a good job of uh, letting other people be aware that something might be going on. Mm -hmm. And you know you've got you've got folks on their toes. You've kept it vague enough that it's not like, hey, everybody, watch out! Everything's gonna yes. go nuts. Really, no one should be really super suspicious of us, besides just the fact that we're legends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's do it. Let's do this fight. I'm sweating already. I feel my throat in. I feel my throat. <laughs> uh, my heart is definitely my throat. Perfect, as right. it should be. Oh man. So, who? Are you going to fight Luca with? Or would you rather wait until Harry announces it? I'm waiting till Harry. I don't have, I don't feel com this is really weird as a player. I don't feel confident about this team. Okay. It's just what I have. Again, I would I there's so much strategy I I, I have learned in this process. <laughs> Certainly, your options were a little more limited after Mudslide and Pebble got knocked out I in the, in the last match. I never should have let you go. <laughs> I should have healed you to the end of days. Dear Dad, have you ever been so full of emotion that you're fighting your best friend in a wrestling match and you've had a wedgie all day from your costume? <laughs> I write a quick postcard before we go out. A quick <laughs> postcard about all of these anxieties. Yes. You and Luca make your way out into the arena. 
Over the course of the day, it has filled up quite a bit and it is nearing maximum capacity at this point. There are very few empty seats at this time of day as the crowd has gotten very amped up over the course of the day and there are even different sort of cheering sections that have developed as the tournament has gone on and they have seen you progress through the ranks of the Criminy City Fighting Tournament. There are yells of Salvatore recognizing the boy from the league versus the newcomer, the cruise ship girl, Pearl. (laughs) (laughs) The boy from the league and the cruise ship girl. That worked really well, Jonah. <laughs> Thanks. I did not that. was really that. cool. <laughs> that was slick, man. And as the two of you go to your respective corners, you in the blue corner, Luca in the red corner. I think my team is actually more confident than I am. And like, Celie in her Mickey costume comes up to me and puts a hand <laughs> on the shoulder and like, really sincere advice mm. and then just slaps me across the face. Ah! Thanks, Celie. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it! And I have a plain white t shirt and I rip it. <laughs> and you have another t shirt underneath. And it's my costume. Yeah, I go full Grinch. <laughs> yeah! I go full Grinch after that slap. Full Grinch. (laughs) I'm ready. Kids today. Harry's voice comes over the speakers once more as he holds the old-timey microphone in the spotlight. The Nuzleaf and Krogunk hyping the crowd up next to him. All right, everybody. We have come to the final match of the Criminy City Fighting Tournament. The winner of this fight will be facing off against Leroy in an exhibition match. You've seen them fight throughout the course of the day. They've risen through the ranks, and here they are. In the blue corner, the newcomer from out of the region, Pearl. Okay, now I rip the t-shirt, and I go full Jim Carrey. (laughs) Bringing in two terrifying pokies. They've been doing work all day. She's coming in with Fanta the Combustion and Jackie Chan the Pan And the crowd cheers. The Pearl side of the crowd cheers wildly. I look at my team. I give Jackie a X attack. Okay. And I would assume that kicks in when she starts, even though she's not first. If the battle goes long, it might not last the full time because it, you know, lasts for about a minute, roughly, typically the length of a battle. But if she's not the first one in, it might be a little trickier. And I just look at them and go, if we pull this off, it'll be a miracle. And if we pull this off... You will go down in history. But no matter what, you're already legends to me. Let's go kick some butt! Ah, ah, Pitching! And in the red corner, the homegrown kid from Mount Morel. The son of the head of the Elite Four and the nephew of the Kanoko Region Pokemon League champion, it's Lucas Salvatore. I bet he hated that intro. He did. <laughs> there is visible oh, disgust he on his face. That. There's no doubt in my mind. And Pearl Mouth's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> With Maximilian the Lucario oh. and two. Pearl, roll initiative. 
It really will be a feat of wonder if I win this, guys. It's It will only be the roll of the dice. I've got a nine. Luca rolled a 12. Oh, no, that's a sign already. Like I just said, it's all about how the dice roll. With your nine and Luca's 12, you send forth Fanta, who gives a tip of the Tedestare top hat as Maximilian the Lucario bounds forward in the arena. To start off, he's going to shape the field. With a natural 11, as with the auras of his hands, you see the ring, which has had uh, uh, the uh, main platform part uh, recovered since the Hitmon top got shoved through it. Uh, there is a there is a fresh covering on the ring. But also, Font is holding leftovers. Thank you very much. The ring begins to bounce up and down like a trampoline almost as Max the Lucario begins using it to his advantage, uh, trying to find an advantageous position against Fanta as he activates M6 and M7, giving himself a plus one to might rolls and ignoring Fanta's defense. He's then going to use Bullet Punch with a natural 10, which is going to inflict 12 points of steel damage to Fanta, half to six as steel is not very effective. As Maximilian comes in and lands that jab with the bullet punch, it is your turn, Pearl. What are you going to do? I think we're just going to try to get a solid hit and do flame charge. Okay, go ahead and roll to hit. That's a nine. A nine, a mixed success. So go ahead and roll your 2d6 plus six. Great, I rolled well. Uh, 16. That is going to be... 13 double to 26 points of super effective fire damage as the two rivals face off against yeah. each other. And then I'm also going to use leftovers. Seven back. Restoring Fanta to full health. That is your turn, which is then going to bring us back around to Maximilian de Lucario, who is going to use a force palm. This teal blue aura comes around his fist a little bit as he jabs in toward his rival Combustion. <gasps> Don't think we've forgotten that they're both in love with Roxanne. Uh, Roxanne, why are you still picking between two pokies? <laughs> that is going to be a six plus three, nine plus an extra one from the shape the field as he bounces up and then boom, comes down to land this hit with the force palm. He comes in and lands the aura fist, dealing 19 points of fighting damage to Fanta. You got to get another good hit. We're doing another flame charge. Great. Roll to hit. Oh, double sixes. Oh, a critical yes. hit. Yes. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Oh, with a fire in his eyes, Fanta <gasps> takes the hit and then ah, ah, just bull rushes Lucario. So that's four, right? Four D6 now. Yes, that is going to be uh, with the critical four D6 plus 13. Nine plus 13, 22. 22 is going to be... 19 double to 38 points of super effective fire damage with a massive blow to Maximilian. There you go, Fanta. Way to go, way to go. Me and Celia are cheering like crazy. But then I'm going to roll for leftovers as well. Okay. Oh, it's six. So that's nine. Great, meaning that Fanta has effectively lost 10 points of HP. That is then going to bring us back around to Maximilian, who is going to attempt another Force Palm. Oh, no. Okay, that's four plus four, so that's only going to be an eight. Mix success. Which is going to deal. Ooh, just six points of fighting damage, a glancing blow against Fanta. We're going with Flame Charge, guys. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Uh, that's an 11. An 11, another full success. Go ahead and roll your damage for that flame charge. As with your last full success and now this one, Fonta's speed has been boosted by two now because every time you get a full success, it increases your speed and also his movement uh, has increased by 10 feet now with these two full successes. He He's builds going up speed. He's going full roadrunner. That was low rolls. Uh, 17. 17 is going to be 14, double to 28 points of damage. Another solid hit. And then I will leftover. Okay. Uh, four plus three, seven. Leftovers makes everyone feel like an Oscar in some ways. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great item. That is then going to take us back to Max. Oh. I mean, these flame charges are hitting him hard. Lucas says, all right, come on. We got to just try it. Let's just get one more while we're shaping the field. Use that ore to your advantage, bud. Use another force palm. Oh, my gosh. A one and a two. That's three plus four, seven. Barely a mixed success. Wow. Eking it in there. As that's going to be eight points of damage to Fanta. Was that his last shape the fields? And that was the last of his shape the field as the terrain, the bouncy, bouncy mat flattens out once again. All right. We're flame charging. Um, Just a seven. A seven. A mixed success. So go ahead and roll the 2d6 plus six. 11. 11, so that's going to be 8, double to 16 points of damage. Hey, I'm down with it. That's what I'm talking about, Fanta! Keep the bonfire alive! Keep the flame for Roxanne alive! (laughs) (laughs) Seely, like, throws a locket in his face. (laughs) Like, remember! (laughs) Order, It's her love! Leftovers as well for me. Okay. That was a plus 8. Okay. (laughs) The locket. Inspires him again. <laughs> Max is looking really roughed up by these flame charges. And Lucas says, all right, all right, we've done the best we can for now. Max, you come back here. No! No! <laughs> Lucas Salvatore! Bummer! Tufus, get on out. Tufus, get ready for the shower of a lifetime. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, no. Remember when you were friends? Max tags out, Tufus tags oh, in. No. As an extra action, Tufus is gonna rage. It is then your turn. I'm swapping for Jackie. Oh, you're doing a swap out I'm too. I'm gonna do it, yeah. Okay. If he did it, I, I will do it as well. Okay. I'll take advantage because Fonz is just too healthy. All right, all right. We've got a little swap up happening. Both trainers opted to go for their second Pokemon as now Tufus and Jackie into the arena. And do you think that X attack? Is still yeah yeah active? yeah yeah okay. yeah it's only damage. been like five turns so she's so she's doing okay yeah all right Jackie give it him give him the fight of a lifetime nice would you like for her to use any extra action on your turn um yeah I think it's work up that great. I want to do great all right so she's gonna go ahead as Sufus goes into a rage both of them I think digging into the showmanship a little bit this is not the first time that Tufus and Jackie have faced off against each other and there is even a respect between these two Pokemon uh, from their previous encounter in the tough contest so I think that the two of them take a moment to size each other up both of them just flexing and growling at each other but that is then going to take us to Lucas' turn as he says, all right, Tufus, let's get things going in our favor a little bit. And Tufus just... All of the drool coming from his mouth as he salivates at the prospect of combat <laughs> with another worthy opponent is going to go to shake the field, making it slick and slippery. That is going to be six plus four, a 10, so a full success. So Luca is going to 
add M6 and N7 once again. Of course! As Tufus prepares to just rip and tear with an all-out offense. He does then actually need to use rage again because nobody attacked each other. So he's like, oh, whoops, no, keep raging. He just has to make an effort to keep the hype going. He was expecting somebody to try to hit him on that last turn. He he didn't see that swap out coming. So he's like, oh, 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 but it's your turn. I'm going to try to just hit him. Just hit him. That's just what the game is. Um, (laughs) Let's try to do a karate chop. A karate chop. What'd you get on the hit? Eight. All right, and eight is going to be a mixed success, so go ahead and roll that 2d6. So what you got on the damage? You're adding, all in all, it's actually plus eight because you're also adding your X attack damage. I rolled a six. Great, so six plus eight, so 14 points of damage. So that is going to be 11 damage to Tufus with the karate chop. Great, we'll take it. Boom. Tufus, as he rages... He's going to use Ice Fang with a critical hit. And with the Ice Fang is going to deal a total of 31 points of ice damage with that critical hit. It is then back to you, Pearl. I'm going to use 5d6 to heal him. 27 points back. Okay, 27 points back to Jackie. Uh, what what does this look like? This quick heal? Have you like put together some little potions that you just you know? She goes over to the corner and you just kind of you're like, all right, all right. Oh come no on, no come no! On. Seely dumps a whole Gatorade jug on top of Jackie real quick. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah yeah yeah, it is that potion. Yeah. Excellent. Great. So that uses the rest of your healer healing dice. Yeah, it's dice. gone. Okay. It's gone, homie. All right. <laughs> We can only survive so many of those types of hits. All right, well, you mostly negated all the damage for that crit then, so, you know, staying alive. Meanwhile, Tufus is gonna clash. He's made the ring nice and slippery with all of the water, and so he's gonna come in and try to do a a watery hit with a clash. And that is gonna be a 12 total. So with this water-based hit, that is gonna be 14 points of water damage as he just comes in oh, with an uppercut against Jackie. Mm. Uh, Let's try to do foul play. That's a 14. Ooh, a 14. What was your natural roll? 10. Nice, 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 nice. All right, with a 14, yes, on foul play, you are going to roll 3d6 plus 11, all in all. Mm-hmm. I rolled two sixes plus a three, so that's 15 plus 11, uh, 26. 26 plus Tufus's attack. So plus another eight. 26 is going to be 34 points of damage from foul play. That's a good move. Way to go, Jackie. Way to go. What is the maneuver? It's, uh, she takes the uppercut. I feel like she just like double fist just slams down on his back. He doesn't have pants, does he? No, just the vest. Oh, I wish she could pants him so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it is slamming down on his back. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Tufus is going to go for another Ice Fang. And that is going to be a 12 total, dealing 28 points of ice damage. And that is the last of Tufus's Shape the Field for now, so it is back to you. I'm going to use a Super Potion. Okay, a Super Potion. Busting out more of that healing on Jackie. Go for it. Yeah! The Super Potion is going to heal... 4d6 plus 4 health. So what's that come out to for you? That comes out to, I rolled 19 on the dice. Ooh, nice. I rolled really well. 20, uh, so 23. 23, excellent. 
effectively negating that 28 to 5. Luca, roll low, please. Toofy, just slip. It is then Luca's turn once again as Toofus is going to attempt to shake the field once more. Whoa! That's two ones. No way. That's <gasps> a natural two. Oh my gosh, what a gift. Salvatore, what a gift you've given me. I think just, I don't know, what's it What's it look like? What's he, he slips, doing? I called it. He slips. I said Toofus just slip. He slips, he does slip on his own watery, drooly mess that he's gotten got all over slimy. the field. Uh, <laughs> he slimed himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because two plus four—that's that's still a six, and that's why you can only take your Pokemon story stats up to four, because there has to still be a chance that you can totally fail. With it, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, has just happened. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay, okay. So. Luca gets to pick which two tags get added to Pearl's side. Oh, okay. Because of his general feature. Ah, that's nice. So, so he'll pick the most helpful for him. Correct. He's going to use M4, and then he is also going to... I think that as a result of Tufus slipping and sliding in closer, uh, M1 is going to activate. So whenever Tufus is within Jackie's melee range, starts his turn within that range, he's got to tough it out plus might or take fighting damage on a failure or half as much on a success. So you are getting M1 and M4 against Tufus. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. So that was his main action on his turn, and then it's back to you, Pearl. Okay. Oof. Ooh, that was a tough hit. Wow. And there's an audible ooh in the crowd. Foul play. That's a 10. A 10 total of full success. Ooh. All right, go ahead and roll that 3d6 plus 19 is what it comes out to. 11 plus 19, 30. 30 points is going to be 27 points of dark damage against Tufus. as again, uh, he's gotten in real close, and boom, she slams him with that foul play. Nice. <laughs> she just, like, um, splashes water on his eyeballs, and then, boom, comes in. <laughs> <laughs> while he's down. Ooh, kicking him while he's down. Ugh, I do hate to see it, Jackie. Pinchy. We're a little more classy, <laughs> but I also loved it. But, Pinchy. ooh. Oh. And then Celie's like in it, like, like rip up the shreds. <laughs> <laughs> and Font is just rooting from the sidelines. Kick him while he's down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Then that is going to take us back to Tufus, who at the beginning of his turn needs to roll the tough it out plus might has a success, a full success. So go ahead and just roll a D6 plus two and he'll take half of that. Seven. Great. So he's going to take seven points of just fighting damage. Boom, as she just, you know, gets in an extra little hit as he's recovering. But he takes half. Correct, so four. Yeah. It's like he picked that because Tufus is good at toughing it out plus yeah, might. totally. That was smart. So he takes four points of damage from just an extra little jab before he goes to use another Ice Fang. That is going to be 11 total. Oh, it's coming, sweet little panda. It's coming. As that is going to be 25 points of ice damage to Jackie as he chomps down coming up from below. And then it's back to Jackie. I'm doing another super potion. Another super potion. Okay. Wasn't as good as the last one. Eight plus four. So 12. 12. Effectively making that last ice fang 13 points of damage. It's almost like I'm getting my defense back. That's been taken away. Right. When oh, did those go? Which reminds me, no, you actually, that should have only been, instead of 25, it should have been 19. 
So actually, do you still want to have used the super potion yeah, since? I want uh, to still do it. Okay. I cool. think keeping. Je I think I, I have noticed in my gameplay when I start to heal and they're already at twenty, it could just be one more move. But if I keep her strong mm -hmm. and alive at sixty, she can last three more rounds. Nice. You know, but yeah. I've I've tended to heal on the last moments, mm -hmm. and normally that doesn't give me much. Yeah, kind of just prolongs the inevitable at yes. that point. But you're trying to keep her up longer, negating some of those big early hits. Exactly. I see what you're saying exactly. Yeah. Well, especially now that he's having to work through her defense again. So that is then going to take us back to Tufus's turn, who is going to shape the field and rage once again, having to refresh it. That one is a natural nine, so a 13 total. And he is going to reactivate M7. But uh, instead of M6, he's actually going to also add M1. Hey, did he tough it out? He's about to. <laughs> he got a success, so he'll take half. Two. <laughs> Four, so two. two yeah. <laughs> cool beans. So that is his turn, which is then going to take us back to you, Pearl. All right, let's do foul play. Uh, that's a nine. With a nine total, that is going to be a mixed success. So roll 3d6 plus... 10. Two from Warrior for you and eight from Tufus's attack. And do I still have my X accuracy or X item? The X attack actually would not do it because you don't add your attack on a mixed success. Fair. There we go. There we go. If so I did 10. that, if I did that wrong earlier, here it is now. <laughs> so plus 10. Yeah, 3d6 plus 10. Okay. 20. 20 points of damage. So that's going to be 17 to Tufus. On your turn, at the beginning of your turn, I need for Jackie to have toughed it out plus might. Homegirl just rolled a 10. Excellent. Plus all the things. Perfect. All right. So you will take half of it. Three points, three extra points of water damage. And then on Tufus's turn, him having to roll lower for water lasts until the end of this turn for him because he's the one who shaped the field and made it all slippery. So he's going to just use another ice fang. I would if I were him. Oh! Oh! He should have added M6. He should have added M6 because even then two ones would have gotten him up to a seven, but two ones, <gasps> a failure. He oh, misses Jackie. Wow, Jackie, don't let up. We're going to do foul play. With one final slip, and then it is going to be Jackie's turn after... Tufus takes two points of fighting damage from the last bit of Shape the Field as she gets one last little jab in on him. And then on her turn, have her roll to tough it out plus might. Five plus four, nine. Great. So she is going to succeed and take only four points of damage. And then what would you like for her to do? Karate chop. Karate chop. And what do we got on the roll? I got a 10. 10. Okay. So that is going to be a full success. So go ahead and roll your... 2d6 plus 13. Ooh! 9 plus 13. 22? Yeah. With 22 points no. of damage. No way. What does the karate chop look like that takes down the big bad boy? There's no way that just happened. He's taken 117 points of damage. Jackie, you beast! Did you go easy on me? No, he's trying to win. Okay. <laughs> No way. He has 115 and you have dealt 117. With your healing, you have outlasted the nasty, toothy lad. <gasps> the healing was everything. Wow, wow. You still got Max left, though. I know. Oh, boy, I know. But um, how does this titan fall? 
She climbs up to the corner of the ring. She jumps. She then gets him in the classic scissor arm wrestle. And he's struggling, he's struggling, he's struggling until we get the one, boom, two, boom, three, boom. And me and Steely freak out. <laughs> we can't even handle it. Order! And as Tufus rolls out of the arena, oh, oh. Max hmm, bounds back in, immediately opting for a blaze kick in retaliation. Fair. With a 10, he slams down upon Jackie, dealing 11 points of fire damage because the shape the field is no longer active from Tufus. Oh, wow. Jackie feels great. Jackie's going to respond with arm thrust. An arm thrust. Go ahead and roll to hit. Awesome. 11. 11 is going to be a full success. Go ahead and roll your damage for the arm thrust. 13. So on this first hit, 13 is going to be 10, double to 20 points of damage. Roll to hit for your second one. It's a six. It hits. Okay. And the damage? 17 altogether. 17 altogether. So that's going to be 14, double to 28. Roll to see if it hits again. I rolled a four. A four. It will hit a third time. Roll the damage for that one. It's 11 plus one, 12. 12 is going to be 10, doubled to 20 points of damage. Let's see if it hits a fourth time. Ah, I rolled a one. Well, as Max came out with not many hit points left, as you deal 68 points of super effective fighting damage with Jackie, who jam, 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 comes in with three muscular, hefty arm thrust. Boom, boom, boom. How she hit him. <gasps> I mean, she's imagining meat. <laughs> and a freezer. <laughs> and with these massive blows, one, two, three, the last one knocks Max back as he is knocked out. Ooh, girl is crying. She falls to the floor. Seely runs to pinch him. And Jack's like throwing Jackie in the air with Fanta. Fanta and Seely are just tossing this little panda in the air. And I'm crying. And Panjim looks into the crowd and says, Andrea! It says, I mean, Pearl! You mean Adrian? Yeah. He says, Adrian! <laughs> Jackie says, Adrian, I mean, Pearl! <laughs> in a Pokemon language. And I'm just crying and I'm making my way through the crowd. And I'm like, Jackie! You did it! You're the toughest little bear out there! And that will conclude the final match of the Criminy City Fighting Tournament as Team Punch has emerged victorious over Team Squad. Pearl is the winner and will next be facing off against Leroy. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. This is our last tournament episode, and I love that we got to end it with a battle between Pearl and Luca. But with the conclusion of the Criminy City Fighting Tournament, that means it's almost gym leader time. I cannot wait for y'all to hear what's in store over the next few episodes. Just buckle up. 
I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our splendiferous partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out one of their unique wooden dice sets like Thorn to be Wild, which is made of cherry wood with a beautiful rose motif. You can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. And if you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Junior and you would like to help us out, please go over to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. We want to keep on spreading the word about the show and about Pocket Monster Fight, and you leaving us a good old rating and review is a big and easy way that you can give us that boost. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Junior and you would like to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also come hang out with us on our Quest Company Discord and get all the latest updates on Monster Fight and Pocket Monster Fight. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to new podcasts, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we'd love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag QuestCodeJunior or hashtag Postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd also like to take a moment to thank the incredible artist whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Insane in the Rain Music for Elite Four Battle, Stupid Blues, Pokemon Center Night, and Canalave City. Thank you to Glitch X City for the songs Johto Gym Leader Remix, Pokemon Sword and Shield Boutique Theme Remix. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the song Team Rocket Hideout. Thank you to Michael and Game Chops for Route 3. Thank you to White Bones for the song Caballero. Thank you to Yinantiro for the song Skilled in the Arts. Thank you to Lupus Nocti for Hadouken. Thank you to Christopher Moe Ditlifson for Covert Affairs and thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. And back to the planning, because things are about to pop off here in this gym. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. ourselves back in the green room 
after the final match between Pearl and Luca. I think that he comes in there as well because y'all both need to heal up your Pokemon and just have a second with each other mm -hmm. to process what just happened. Oh my goodness. An amazing match. Such smart play. I'm so proud. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I think we all literally like are in awe of Jackie. This little, little, tiny, tiny, amazing henchman. I always knew there was so much, so much potential in you. <laughs> oh, man. It was so cool. It was so dang cool. Oh, speaking of which, of her potential, she has gotten stronger. There have been a couple more level ups since we uh, last checked in, and I think that we should address them now since you're about Fair. to fight a gym leader. I love that. Guys, I, I'm still stunned. Wow. Okay, so first off, from the previous fights versus Shane and the man, Mudslide and Pebble and Fanta. Mudslide and Pebble got five experience. They're four away from a level up. Fanta got 10 experience points, which leveled him up to 19, which he and Tufus had both leveled up going into that fight that y'all just did. And Fanta needed 10 to get to the next level up. He had five advancement points. And then versus the man, Hercules got five experience points, needs 15 to level up. And Tufus got a full 15, which leveled wow. him up to 19. Wow. Uh, so he's back at the very beginning of his level up progression through that. Since you defeated both of his, Maximilian and Tufus did not get experience from that battle, but Fanta and Jackie did. So, first off, from Tufus, he's a A2 Pokemon. You get an extra plus one for Luca's rank and an extra plus two for Tufus's level. So that's four, five, seven, uh, which will be split. We round it to four for each of them. For Fanta, they're the same tier. And for Jackie, they're actually the same tier. So four for each of them. But since Jackie was five levels below, for every five levels below uh, Pokemon is, uh, they get one extra XP. So from Tufus, Jackie got five experience and Fanta got four. And then from fighting Maximilian, the Lucario... He is a B3 Pokemon, so he is worth six from the get-go and an extra three from there, so that's going to be nine. Round it to five for each of them. He is one tier above Fanta, which means that that is going to be an extra plus one, so six experience for Fanta. Ready, go. Which actually gets him to level 20. <laughs> which is very exciting. That makes his new max health 120. Wow. He's now got six advancement points available. If you would like to do anything with that at this point, you can spend them or you can wait, but you have enough to get a feature if you want. And his stab goes up to three. Is it okay if I wait? Oh, that's fine. Okay. I just didn't know if you would want to give yourself a little extra something going into a gym battle. I have no idea what but I if would you, get. I, you also, I, I respect needing time to think yeah, about Yeah, I have it. <laughs> no idea what I would get. Because I, I do think I would just base my choice based on solely this one fight. You know? Fair. But Fanta going up to 20 is very exciting. And then Jackie gets five from the base. She is a tier below. So she gets six. And her level uh, was 14, so there's not a, a wide gap. But 
she gets with six experience points. That is going to put her over the hump to level up to 15. Yes, yes, my girl. She deserves it after that one. So she is at two experience through her next chunk. I'm glad she got the Rocky ending, you know, the Rocky movie ending, because I don't know if we're really even going to have this fight with Leroy. Fantastic. Yeah, she's doing great. What a gal. What a gal. So her max health is now 95. Her stab or anything like that doesn't go up, but she's got now five advancement points available. So with that, uh, you and Luca are together here in the green room. Again, just taking a moment in the in the place where no one else is around. At this point, you two are definitely the only two in here. The other contestants have all relegated themselves to the front row so that they can watch this exhibition match between you and Leroy, the gym leader. And yeah, Luca's just like, I'm really proud of you. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch your fight. I don't think you should. You didn't whiff it, right? No. Okay. No. You I- told me. I couldn't sleep at night if you whipped it. <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> I tried. I tried to win. Fanta's really strong. And Jackie has... It's kind con- of a freak of nature. ...is continuing to surprise me, honestly. Um, yeah, don't watch my fight. But hey, if I need to get out of here, can you hold on to Shavakadu? Um, I won't be any... I mean, I'll be on the ground. You won't be gone. Yeah, I'll be on the ground. Okay, so I just need to run to try to get Shavakadu. If you want to give him to me, I can try to make a quick handoff with that. I think that Reynolds has already dipped out. I think that he might have actually left before our fight. Okay. During the last intermission. I mean, Jonah, you know this. Is there any way I could just, like, pull this Pokemon out and have it hidden? Like, if I put Celia's combatant scarf, will Celia understand? Like, what do I do in this situation? So, I think that just with your kind of normal setup, like, Pearl doesn't have you know, cargo pants or anything like that. You know, you're rocking yeah. your Pokemon. There are no pockets you know, in this the, outfit. Yeah, you're rocking the Pokeballs on the belt. So I think that if you had an extra ball, it might be obvious. Yes, it would, definitely. So there is that factor. So if you would like, he can get Shavakadu's Pokeball to Lewis, who could then, if anything happens, get it to you, let Shavakadu out. Or you could attempt to try to hide it on your person if you want. Really? Order. It's time for a costume change. Order. All right. See, we were all scrappy. We had, we went with the classic, classic, just wrestling outfit for this first time. But now we're gonna go full on magnifique. <laughs> and give me a secret pocket, okay? <laughs> I think what she does is she is like, wow, with this time parameter, I have nothing. But I think she makes capes maybe for all of us. Okay. Could she whip up a cape? And could in my cape, could I uh, have a secret pocket? Uh, tell you what. Have Seely roll 2d6 plus. I mean, it feels like tinkering, but also it's a costume, so I feel like it's personality. So just roll 2d6 plus personality. I mean, it doesn't have to be well-crafted here. Nine. Great. With a nine, yeah, she whips together some capes. How many, like, is she doing capes for everybody on the team? Cool. And she even has one for herself as she's like, order, oh, yeah. order, order, order. Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be watching everything. Order, 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 order. Team uh, mascot. Silly. Order, order. I might have some bad news. Order, order. I might need your scarf Okay, but okay, okay, but listen. 
Or. You can't fly. Or. or I know you've tried. Or, or, or. And it didn't go well. Remember or. your black eye? I do. Yes, your makeup skills were excellent. Or, or. There's no doubt. Or, 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 or. But I just might need that scarf for like five seconds. Or, or. I, I got a DM who's not giving me a whole lot of <laughs> options here, Seely. <laughs> to break her little heart. So you don't have to take her scarf off. Basically, it'll be if you're just you trying to hide it. Yeah, okay, if you just want to try you. to hide it. Thank but you, Jonah. I do think that the trade-off is that if, you're, if you've got your full team that you've come in here with, plus Shavakadu, I don't know that Seely can be around. I agree. She's upset. Yes. She, she gives is. me a lot of stink face. It doesn't mean I don't want you to be a part of the action. You just literally can't do it all. You can't fly. I can look into a jetpack. Yeah, we could get one shipped tomorrow. Or maybe we could make one. Like maybe Detective Reynolds could make us a jetpack. Let me ask him in my ear. Hey, Detective. Yes, yes, Pearl. Do you have a jetpack? Not on my person in this particular moment, okay, but I, I, you know, I usually just ride Bruce. Why? Hey, how's it going up there? I left earlier. I'm, I'm down below now. Good. I'll touch base in a second. Okay, Seely, bad news on the jetpack situation. Or, or? I know. Things aren't lining up perfectly today. <laughs> we got to take one for the team. So she gives everybody a hug on the team. She does. She gives me one, but then also slaps me in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> she does. And she kisses Luca. Wow. Guess we know who the favorite is. Or, or, or. Yes, he would never take your scarf off, but he would also <laughs> never give you a scarf, Miss Seely. Or, 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 or. All right, well, you can finally have a night to finish your one-woman show. Or, 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 or. She says, like, no, I'm going to be watching this on TV. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's actually a good call. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Seely. We love you. You still rooting for us? Yeah, I know. Who else would you root for? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a lot of options now at this point. But I think that with that, Seely does give you a a real tight hug. uh, Because she, I mean, Seely knows. <laughs> that this she cannot is, fly. Yeah, she knows she can't fly. There's no water. Like I she, do whisper in her ear. I'm like, also, oh, it's not like a personality thing. Shavaka is a blank slate, man. All he wants to talk about is math. <laughs> it's not even oh, coming close. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know. I know he won't know how to wear the scarf. She gives you a big wet kiss on the face. Love it. But then you send her through the PC back to the ranch, where she immediately, once she comes out, she's like, order, 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 order. Put on the popcorn and turn the TV on. <laughs> <laughs> Professors Hemlock and Spruce and also Miguel are all like on the couch already, and they're like, come on. <laughs> Cute. We'll tap on the couch. The rest of the gang is all watching on the big TV in the lab as well. Cute. Oh, hi, gang. <laughs> Coco has made like gourmet oh, popcorn. I miss them all. Can we go there instead? I'm scared. <laughs> and Pearl does turn to Luca. Luca? Yeah. I'm scared. That's okay. Me too. You know I'm not scared about Leroy. I could care I could care less. No, I know it's the other stuff. Okay. Hey, um, um, uh, if you're in trouble, you gotta let me know, okay? I'll do my best. I mean I think we're all gonna be in trouble, but we're gonna just do what we can. Okay. 
Hey, whatever happens, I love you. You're like my sister. I never had one, all right? I had nine brothers, but you're like my favorite one. Wait, what? Just joking! <laughs> and she gives him a big hug. <laughs> I've had deal? 29 brothers, and you're my favorite brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> just getting too heavy, man. And she's still just hugging him. Yeah. So you want to come out like this? You can join. I can make one more cape real quick. <laughs> nah, I'm good. She's full monkey style. She's like now on the knee. <laughs> like, really? Where are you going? Where are you going? Nah, I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to go grab the professor and we're going to head down. Hey, uh, Reynolds, Dad, how's it looking out there? And chiming in for one last group check-in. Okay, yes. I was going to do this as well. I'll give you the bullet points. Okay. Okay, so here's here's where everybody's at now. Oh, this is what I've actually feared the most, guys. Uh, Toofus was actually a really nice distraction. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, hold on. I have one thing to say to listeners before we get started. Please. To this. We were talking about it the other day, and this is like the first Avengers movie. Mm, in the sense I don't think of, we've ever said this on, on the recording. No, this is something we've talked about amongst ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere with it. Well, that. you got some of the, you got a lot of the main players. You got your Thor. You got your Iron Man. You don't have everybody, though. I see. <laughs> Captain America. Okay, fair. That's me. Say Thor and Iron Man and not say oh Captain America. Gosh. What are you doing? What are you doing? He's upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So the bullet last points. Last group check. Yeah. Bullet points of where we're at. All right. Professor Nichols, first off, informs you that he doesn't see any movement in the tunnels, but during the last intermission going into the fight, he, watching the footage, saw Ringo, Jess, Mooney, and Elliot coming out of Lars's office in security uniforms <gasps> and making their way. Lars. <laughs> making their way out on, right. on their patrol. So they're in motion. Yes. You see that specifically Jess, Elliot, and Ringo are actually patrolling out around the stadium zone, getting ready to take care of all that. Mooney himself has gone down to the basement there level. There we go. Sounds about right. Professor Nichols has not seen anyone else that you all are familiar with. He has not seen the man who Sully left the building with or anybody else like that in this time. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's got. But he will, again, keep the crew informed if he sees any other specific movement that you all have not been given the heads up on. Like, okay. you know that there's the plan to shut off the generators down below, lock the doors and everything Yep. up top. So that's Nichols' check-in. He is ready for Luca to teleport in and teleport him yep. into the tunnels. Yep. With Reynolds and Lewis. The international police, so Janice and the two other agents who he has at his disposal, are currently posted specifically near the Kanoko Tower. Does he have any specific orders for them at this point? Have they seen anything suspicious? Roll. Like Janice specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll 2d6. I'm just going to use Nichols' yeah, that's uh, fine. instinct for that just to read the room, but go ahead and roll to read the room. Oh, double sixes. Ooh, okay. Okay, Beautiful. okay, okay, okay. Ooh, 
a critical success. Yes, Janice. Yes. Yes, Janice. But also, Janice says this all the time. Like, this is the main it's mode. It's literally their job. Yeah, that's to beautiful. Do this. That's fantastic. Give me a second because a critical yeah. success, that's actually a, a, really, huge, really great. a huge thing okay. uh, as far as recon goes. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, which two questions would you like to ask from Read the Room? And then I'll give you whatever else uh, there would be. What is the biggest danger here? Okay. That's one. You get to ask two from the list. Can I hear the, the answer first? Sure. Absolutely. My question in response is biggest danger to who? To the mission, to the International Police slash Detective Reynolds. Okay. Like, in terms of our mission, what is the biggest danger here? Okay. Like, yeah, if the flagpole fell and stabbed somebody in the eye, that would be the biggest danger. Well, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. No, exactly. I'm more so, well, actually, I think honing it in, it does need to be specifically related to what's going on over at the tower. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Rather than, like, not as far as like what's no. happening at the gym but no, what, what's going on at the tower no it could only be the tower yeah oh, that's sorry, the only thing Janice has watched we're getting close y'all so I, Ooh, I, we're really pop off. We're, we're just really uh, trying to make sure <laughs> we've got all our ducks in a row all our ducklets in a row here okay quack, quack says Seely on the couch <laughs> <laughs> okay biggest danger here I think that Janice as they are surveying keeping an eye on things is aware of the fact that they have some various, you know, different uh, scientific instruments uh, getting different readings on different things. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they would have an aura reader because that's a very specific piece of tech. So no word on like shadow Pokemon, anything like that. But they are aware of the fact that looking at some of the different technological instruments and things like that, there are some abnormal electromagnetic signals almost like radio wave type things that have begun in this interim are beginning to be Send broadcast from the tower. Oh, yikes, 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 yikes. And yikes, I think that that yikes, is yikes. a big red flag. Yeah, that's not good. Your second question. You can tell me if this doesn't fit because okay. it's not, it's, it's my own question. Okay. Is the magnetic force coming from the top of the tower or the base of the tower? Mm. Is the root being high or is the root of these feel these waves low? That's a good question, and I think that they would be able to figure out that out. That's what you want your second question to be? Yeah. It is being broadcast. The broadcast signal, the point of it going out is up top. There it is. But with that said, there is not a good way to know where the directions are coming from if that makes sense. It does, it does. Like where the computer or whatever that is sending that, that has been programmed for whatever, if that's up top or below or what have you, but it is coming from the top of the tower and being broadcast out. I would like to imagine Janice has given all these details to Detective Reynolds. I would say that absolutely they are, yes. And, uh, and, and to the other, yeah. uh, you know. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, everybody in the earpiece. Well, it's coming directly to Reynolds and then Reynolds relays this information to the rest of you. I think Reynolds has moved away from his position of the tunnel. Moved away from his position? Mm-hmm. To where? I think he's going to get out onto the street. Okay, interesting. Even though Luca and Roxanne are going to teleport into the tunnel? Yeah, but Louie's also going to teleport into the tunnel. Mm, okay, yeah, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. What I'm saying is I think Louie and Luca are going to switch places with Reynolds. 
Okay, so Reynolds is going up top, and he's going to be with whatever the rest of the international police are doing. Because Reynolds can fly up to the top of the tower with Noibat. Okay, cool. He's going to do that. Meanwhile, when there is an opportune moment here shortly after we do this group little get-together business, after we conclude this, then Luca is going to go get Nichols and then go down to the tunnel. Dad. And so Luca and Louie are down bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just debating actually a couple things right now. Where to put Detective Reynolds? Let, let me think this through. Is there any other information we wanted to get? Any other bullet points? I know Louie and Luca are going to go to the tunnels with Nichols. The only other bullet point of note at this point would be that Louie has gotten word from Marlin that he, Persica, and Khan are in the city. They've made their way in, and they have positioned themselves. Currently, they are positioned at a point that is equidistant from the tower and the gym, and they are, at this moment, waiting on Louis' signal. So if Louis is not up top to give them a signal, you know, it might be that if you're the only one who's up top, if anything's happening, then you might have to tell Louis, and then he tell them. So there might be just a, a slight delay on whatever. I mean, can Detective Reynolds give them orders now? I know that's totally against what I said. I think that he would have to go actively meet up with them okay. and get a like, point of contact established. So Then he does not do that. Reynolds is perched on a nearby roof very close to the tower. It is Noy Batman costume. It is costume. so real. He's on a gargoyle, crouching. Yes. Bruce just over him. Oh, man, that's a cool image. Yeah. That's a cool image. It's pretty amazing. Okay. And then the people are in the in, uh, are in a middle point. I like that. Our backups are in middle. So wait, is Reynolds going to be point of contact for them, or are they just... Okay, so it's going to have to be... If they're going to be activated, basically, it's going to need to be you to Lewis to them. Me? Pearl? You're the only one who's up there now. Because Nichols is not going to be in the chair with security footage. Luca and Lewis are down below with Nichols about to try to infiltrate the lab. Their international police force is over near the tower. And well, then, then maybe the they maybe they gang. should go to the stadium. Because if we have the whole international police force there, we have no one even close to Moody. You want them to go over in the direction of the stadium, just directly outside the stadium so that they can get close to whatever? Like, what's the what's the thought? What I don't want to happen is for it just to be a battle between Detective and Mooney. If Detective Reynolds went down into the yeah, I basement? Don't, I don't want him to go solo. Right now, there's nobody who has any kind of quick access to the basement. If but Reynolds Mooney is up does. Above. Right, Mooney's down in the basement now at this point. But Reynolds does not have quick access there now because he he's leaving the tunnel. Unless you would like to change that. Maybe I do. Sorry. I know we just made that cool image. <laughs> but see, then it's just Mooney versus Reynolds alone. And you're aware of what both of their teams are. So do with that what you will. Unless he could get a backup from one of the elite to come down too. But that's so complicated. Right. Because there would either have to be them coming over there finding their way down and then but see what I don't get is Mooney's there alone Mooney is down below by himself currently so to me that's him just saying I have to do the the mechanical part of this this mission turning off the power and raising the thing I think that certainly from what you've gotten from Ringo you can gather that the three of them are there to make sure that you know they do everything they can to ensure that no one gets off of the roof and he is there down below guarding to make sure that nobody turns the power back on to lower 
the ring okay, and the well, arena back. That makes me want to put Detective Reynolds there and to get how many international police? There's three total. Janice and two others. Okay, the two others. I Would want- you like to describe them? Um, They're going to be very men in black. <laughs> nice. Oh, you, me- you know who it makes me think of? Uh, the two from Umbrella Academy. <gasps> yeah. Oh, those were so great. Oh, gosh. We haven't watched that show Cha-cha in Cha-cha so and... Oh, the sweet man. Cha-Cha and Hazel. Their name are the Cha-Cha and Hazel. It's Cha-Cha and Hazel. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. We'll, we'll tag more listeners in next time. But it's definitely but, Cha-Cha and Hazel. Great. Without the creepy masks. Correct. Yes. Just two just their cool sweetness. agents. Yes. Just for flavor. The Pokemon that the international police have, could, just because Reynolds would know what they have, so you know who you want to go where. The Pokemon that they have. Janice has a Cramorant and a Mr. Rhyme. <laughs> The other two, Hazel and Cha-Cha, as they have now been called. Hazel has a Corviknight and a Gallade. Cha-Cha has a Talonflame and a Zoroark. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm sorry to rip you from the image of Noi Batman on his perch, but he's... He's, he's had plenty of time to do that. Yeah, it's, he, st- it's still a very applicable image. Just in this exact moment, he's got to go do something else, but it's, it's happened. Once Luca becomes free, this is what happens. He essentially is going to walk down the tunnels and Chacha and Hazel are going to meet him on a side street. They come down the sewers and then they will walk to where the underground arena meets the tunnel and they will combat Mooney. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. So Reynolds is going below with Hazel and Chacha to attempt to, after the power's off, or maybe before. Or maybe before. Whatever. If they see him in the act, you know, like, depending on when the three of them meet together and how it times out. Okay. In order for them to best have the element of surprise in whatever moment, they will be needing to wait for a signal if they're waiting until something happens up top. I get it. Or, I, or I get it. I totally is. get it. Yeah. Because I think that they'd be aware of the fact that if something happens with Mooney, Mooney has probably got the ability to say, hey, call it off, whatever it is. Or to alert everyone else that there is something... Afoot. Afoot. Which would be dangerous for everyone. Right. Cool. So... So that crew is underground in route to Mooney. Great. And so Hazel and Cha-Cha are making their way to meet Reynolds in the alley where he can take them down below into the tunnels and they will make their way that way. Louis is now at the door to the underground lab. So he has, during the intermission, he and Luca both... Go to the bathroom. Luca, at this point, has swapped out his party. Yes. Luca now has Tufus, Roxanne, Pillsbury. And I would say, going for sneak factor, you choose between Mikey, L, and Mr. 90s. Oh, definitely Mikey. Okay, and one more. Oh, um, Mr. 90s. If his mom is around, I don't want her to see L. Cool. So Luca has swapped his party out. So he's got Tufus, Roxanne, Pillsbury, Mikey, and Mr. 90s. So after he swapped them out, he made his way to the restroom where Lewis also was. They just went down the hallway a little bit so that they could, without being seen, pull out Roxanne and Waldo. Waldo transforms into a Ralts. They teleport down below. Luca will then, with Roxanne, teleport to the safe house. And I think they're going to watch the TVs until they know it's time to go. 
Okay, so they're not going to preemptively Be go there. there. Okay, okay, this is uh, actually a very good point of uh, note because I was thinking they were going to be down below no, waiting. No, I think they're Reynolds going to is wait going for to something. wait. Okay. Yeah. Reynolds is waiting and Luke is waiting. It, correct. Okay. And the minute they start to see something fishy happening. Boom, they're teleporting down yeah. there to try to bust into the lab. That's very helpful for me to know. And I would like to qualify something when they see something fishy happening. It can also be an earbud from Janice, like saying, guys, guys, the whatever, you know, that counts. And that might make it too late, but I just don't want Professor Nichols in the line of fire longer than he has to be. Right. Or for something even crazier to happen where it's like, whoa, Detective Reynolds is now being dragged out by so-and-so mm-hmm. out this door. You know, like I would like... I know we have that information recorded, but I would rather someone watch that happen. Now, Louie might try to break in to the lab sooner. Sneak in. Okay. I don't think that's out of the question. Okay. And then you are now the point of contact to let Lewis know to contact the Elite Four gang and come up. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And then Janice is currently still posted outside the tower with readings and things mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. I think Janice is going to try to help as many civilians. Okay. If Help civilians where? By the tower. Okay. You know, depending on how this goes down. And same with the elites. Like, if it's really the people in the arena who are getting all their Pokemon stolen or something, mm-hmm. they're going to try to come and help. Okay, cool. But if it's really the tower who's brainwashing all of us, they're going to try to help with that situation. Can Pro get some earplugs really quick? Some earplugs? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've currently got things in both of your ears Gosh, right now. Darn it. <laughs> How about some, like, winter muffles? Like, winter um, head muffs. Some ear muffs? Ear for, muffs. To, to what end? Like, just little fuzzy ear muffs. Like, for what? For protection, sir. <laughs> I mean, you're on an Arctic cruise. I think that there's a, a raggedy old pair of ear muffs somewhere. I grab mine. Sure. You, you're ah, thinking like ahead home. that you would like to cover your ears at some point, potentially. Yes. I got you. Okay. She puts them in her belt loop. <laughs> <laughs> and as you put all of these pieces into place, last call. Currently, Luca and Lewis are going to be below the tunnels, but Lewis is going to be down there solo for a little while as Luca is now in the Neubat cave with Professor Nichols, waiting until, quote, something fishy happens to teleport down to the tunnels and get into the lab. Reynolds is in the process right now. We see them like moving the sewer grate and hopping down below. He, along with Hazel and Cha-Cha are heading down into the sewers and heading toward the basement of the gym in order to confront Mooney when the time is right and try to get the power back on. Again, sorry I ripped that image from you. You're fine. Again, he he is sat somewhere lurking and... and (laughs) He's done plenty of lurking. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Lurking and... uh, Oh, not seething, but... mm. Loathing. Sulking. Sulking. Not skulking. Skulking? I think it's skulking in this scenario. He's been doing the Batman thing. (laughs) We all know the pose that I'm talking about. Oh, we do. I assure Uh, you. So he's had plenty of time to do that, but right now he's going below with Hazel and Cha-Cha. Luca has swapped out his party and has them all ready to go. Sully is hopefully alive. Sully's somewhere. Oh. And Janice is near the tower, continuing to look at the readings and positioning themselves to try and help the most civilians, the members of the Elite Four who are present 
not including Lewis, but Marlin, Persica, and Khan are placed. Are they still equidistant from both places, or are they closer to? Okay, they're they're still equidistant from both places. Waiting word from Lewis via you. I also would like to say, Detective Reynolds gave Lewis a fake badge for the International Police. I don't even think it was a fake badge. I think he just yeah, deputized he gave him a badge. Him. It's honorary today, folks. <laughs> just so when Lewis busts into that lab, he can, he can flash that. Badge. He's going to try to sneak, but he has a badge if he needs to flash it. Nice. With all of your chess pieces put into place. Oh my gosh. That is where we will end this episode. Janice sits in a booth at the IHOPIP, monitoring the readings from their various scientific instruments on what most people would think was just an old, out-of-date laptop. They sip their coffee and pour over the strange signals coming from the Kanoko Tower as their Mr. Rhyme sits across from them, wearing a trench coat and also drinking coffee. Mr. Rhyme squints as he notices something on the TV and nudges Janice, pointing to the news broadcast on the screen. Janice turns around to watch as the anchor continues. Following an electrical malfunction in the Parasol Village prison facility, two Team Nasty operatives known as Bob and Thwomp are still on the loose. Their current whereabouts are unknown, but they were last seen heading west along Route 16 with another smaller operative. Additionally, the Pokemon of these two criminals are no longer in custody and are assumed to be in the possession of their trainers. These operatives are considered armed and dangerous. If you see these individuals or are aware of any other Team Nasty activity, please contact your local law enforcement. We'll have more on this story as it develops, but for now we return to our coverage of the Criminy City Fighting Tournament. I'm your anchor, Del Myers, and this has been a Neato News Break. Rhyme, 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 rhyme. The Mr. Rhyme scoffs as he takes another sip of coffee. Yes, I know, Rhymey, Janice says, but we've got bigger quillfish to fry. friends, Jonah here from Quest Company Jr., popping in to say that the show that you've just been listening to is part of the Podicon Go podcasting network, a group of independent creators committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that's family-friendly and fun for all ages. If you enjoy this show, be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and show some love with a five-star rating and review. Every time you do, you are helping support the creation of more family-friendly content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.